This is Josh Mills. Oh, this is Dennis Matlock from the sunny coast of landlocked Missouri. <laughs> George is back, crashing another episode. Uh, I'm first, but not last, Will Thomas. All right. This is Acquired Tasting. As you can tell, we have a little bit of a different crew this week. Dad is once again out gallivanting across the United States like he always does. And so I brought in a lot of friends here. So we're doing Oktoberfest this week, and we're super excited about that. So uh, let's go around again. And Dennis, why don't you start telling us what your uh, beer is that you brought and your pairing? Uh, I brought Iyengar. Uh They have an Oktoberfest beer, and I'm pairing that with some pretzels. All right. Jordan, what you got? So I brought Left Hand Milks, or not Milk Stout. Sorry, I just really like their milk. So I bought their uh, Left Hand Oktoberfest, and I have got some bratwurst that were cooked, in, or cheddarwurst that were cooked in beer, and I have a Dubliner Stout Cheddar. Oh, that's going to be really good. All right, Will, what you got this week? So I brought uh, Prost, old school uh, Oktoberfest. Uh, paired it. My amazing husband made uh, bratwurst, uh, deviled eggs, and apple strudel. Yeah, yeah. I think you meant to say you brought the uh, Oktoberfest from the Great Raft Brewing Company. Was I supposed to say? And we're off to a wonderful start. <laughs> claws are out already. I love it. <laughs> no Damn. claws. All right. That's, but uh, no, it's a really good one. It's it's uh, from Great Raft. So I have the Hacker Pashore Oktoberfest from Germany as well. So it's going to be lots of good. And I have, uh, my pairings are some steak that was cooked in uh, clarified garlic butter and an apple um, Danish. So we have a lot of the same flavors going on, which is really exciting because we're going to got a lot of great stuff. I'm super excited. I know. Are you guys all excited about this? Very excited. I'm 12 year old girl excited. Shall we toast with Prost? All right. (laughs) So before we cheers, I know dad would be miffed if we skipped over this part, but we got to reveal the blind from last week. Uh, Last week, I blinded a wine. I honestly can't remember what I called it. So, Jordan, why don't you uh, let everybody else know what the blind was last week? So, it was an Argentinian Malbec. A uh, Malbec. My dad keeps throwing freaking Malbecs at me. Like, I think out of the entire show, I've probably been blinded on Malbec six different times. You should be getting good at tasting. Though. I should be, but <laughs> for some reason, I'm not. <laughs> do you not have Argentinian in you? No, I do not. Would you like some Argentinian? In no, you? I would not. <laughs> <laughs> I no, would. I know. I know you would. And on that note, let's go ahead and get a, a cheers. And we're going to be starting with Will's uh, Will's beer and pairing this week, the Great Raft uh, Oktoberfest. So Prost. 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 Cheers, everybody. So uh, also, while we're getting into this, go ahead and um, let's go ahead and dish up Will's pairing. So, Will, why don't you uh, remind us what your pairings are as we're getting them? So just a basic American Johnsonsville brought, nothing exciting, grilled on the grill at a high temp and then reduced. And then we have deviled eggs uh, was made with a, a spicy German mustard. And then a, uh, we can save this for later. We're trying to be extra. Uh, the <laughs> apple strudel with caramel sauce. And that strudel is absolutely beautiful. It looks it's really gorgeous. good. It's I couldn't do it. My gorgeous. husband did it. Yeah, I'm, that's going to look really good out there on the Instagram. Uh, remember, we're acquired tastings out there if you want to check it out. Who are you talking to? Dig in, guys. Who are you talking to? The audience. Oh. <laughs> the people listening to the oh. show. Okay, sorry. Wait, there are people listening. Oh, I mean, eventually there will be. But um, <laughs> so as we're getting into it, Will, you said this is from Great Raft, right? Yes, from uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. 
their entire beer selection, they say, is based on the Southern culture and temperature. Oh, temperature. Yeah. So it's crisp, refreshing for the hot summer uh, months in Louisiana. Oh, yeah. It's really good. So you'll notice in the pictures out there when you when you guys see these, and we can see it here on the table, all these beers are going to be a very similar color. This one is actually, to me, is a little bit lighter. Looks just a little bit lighter in color. And remember, when we get these Mars and style beers, we've talked about it before. Any of you feel free to jump in as we're going through this. You know, these beers are the ones that are made in March and they're actually lagered and they're held on until Oktoberfest or until October. And they're there to celebrate the harvest. And I love them because they're really rich and malty. They have all that extra earthy breadiness. They're not too hoppy. I've got two hop heads at the table with me. <laughs> yes, please. Thank you more. <laughs> well, what was the beer that you almost brought that I had to tell you not to bring? Is this a pumpkin spice beer? No, it was Voodoo Ranger Atomic Pumpkin. Yeah. It, it was a pumpkin IPA. <laughs> so I sent him a picture of it and said, is this what you're talking about? Because, you know, as far as beers, I'm not like the most impressive uh, knowledge person. And he goes, uh, let me see if I can quote you correctly. No, that's not Oktoberfest. I can hear you just texting. <laughs> That's pumpkin. And here's the thing. Will loves pumpkin beer, too. I do. So I love anything pumpkin. That's why I was like, oh, crap. Here it comes. Yeah. All these beers have low um, alcohol content in terms of like this one, though, um, is at 6%. What are you guys tasting in the beer kind of as you're as you're getting into the the snacks and stuff? Heavy malts. I get a lot of bread. Mm -hmm. It almost tastes like the top of a pump of a pretzel. Okay. Crispy brown part on top of the pretzel. Yeah. That's what it tastes like. Jordan, what you got going? Caramel, maltiness. There's some slight nutty yeah. to it. It's good. It's almost like a, like the lighter kind of the meatier nuts, like a cashew or or kind of maybe like a monocotta. I can never say that word. Macadamia? Nope. Um, Macarena? The, the type of almonds. <laughs> Macarena. Um, Marcona. Marcona almonds. I don't know why I always want to call them Maracona almonds. <laughs> Yeah, none of your choices were white. No. Right. Well, but I mean, no, that's just what I'm tasting. I don't eat a whole lot of macadamia nuts, so I don't know really what they taste like. <laughs> but it could. I don't be really there. get. I love macadamia nuts, and I don't really get that particular nut in this. Um, that's right, Will. I went there. Our friend Will is twelve, <laughs> <laughs> and we love him for it. Morning, listeners. Uh, that is a true statement. No, it's not true. You're not twelve, but you do like nuts. For listeners out there, <laughs> Will is not twelve. We are not giving booze to children. Oh dang! But he's a little nuts. <laughs> mm, that mustard my husband picked out is amazing with his beer. Is it the stone ground German mustard? Uh-oh. <laughs> I had to ask the question and so somebody's going to have to leave the table. We're, we're asking this because Will's husband, Brian, is actually sitting with us here at the table. Um, he's just not on mic. He may, you know, throw in some comments. Since he cooked a lot of the food, we we wanted to have him here with us. He just, you know, is just hanging out with us uh, in the background. Yeah, it's the spicy beer whole grain mustard. Did you pick that up at Kroger? With amber lager. And it is the, the private, private selection. selection, which is the Kroger brand. There's something Ooh, magical about Oktoberfest and brats. Like the flavors just go so well together. Mm-hmm. This has that like kind of uh, like almost like spicy, sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just has that wonderful flavor that match what's going on in the beer. The beer presents is a little bit sweeter due to those extra roasted malts, which is, you know, that malting process as was what's bringing out and cooking the sugars. 
And it just goes so well with with brats. And those deviled eggs are really good. I don't know what you did, but they're delicious. Yeah. Voodoo in the kitchen over there. Just kind of a little backstory. So I've known Will and Dennis for longer than I've known Jordan, to, to be completely honest, by quite That's a bit. That's okay. Yeah. It's not a competition. <laughs> <laughs> but she's been on more episodes, so. I do. I do tend to pop up whenever a guest is needed. I actually, you know, as you guys know, I'm, I'm a teacher by trade and Will was actually my first boss ever in schools. And Dennis was one of my first coworkers ever. We go back a long way. We've drank a fair share of beverages throughout throughout the time we've known each other we're middle school teachers we drink a lot yeah. um, those, those poor elementary teachers don't drink at all do they no not no, they do they no, just drink they, don't uh, drink they shoot yeah. So yeah. Let, me, let me make sure i understand this uh mr mills you're saying that elementary teachers are luscious no no i think middle school teachers <laughs> are the malicious we have, we have the you said luscious <laughs> like luscious no no if, if anybody of the of the educational realm are luscious it's middle school teacher yeah we earn it though yeah because i mean they're all like 12 year old kids anyway well not just that but that's be weird the day we pull our hair out (laughs) what about the pairings and like what's been going on with the food and the beer for you guys well this the mustard on the egg and with the sausage it makes the refreshing quality of the beer even more refreshing why is that what does it kind of do to to experience that I don't know. I don't know if it's the crispness or the uh, the taste of bread with it. Like you would, you know, eat a sausage on bread. Yeah. The mustard and the egginess just kind of calm down some of the other stuff going on and leaves you with that kind of the more crisp and cut down on the sweetness kind of stuff. Yeah. I am worried about the eggs causing gas. I'm just going to be honest with you. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got at least, we've got four beers here. So there's going to be, there's a lot of gas going on already. Oh my goodness. Uh, Jordan, what do you, how are your pairings going? Well, I mean, just bratwurst in general with beer, especially Oktoberfest, like they're a match made in heaven in general, just they're so good together. Yeah. What is it with these salty? I'm sorry, Jordan. No, go right ahead. Here. Go ahead. What is please. It with these types of food and beer? I mean, I find myself like a hamburger and beer, bacon, especially pizza and beer. Yeah. So a lot of it has to do with, you know, if we're looking at more kind of contradictory flavors in your mouth that kind of go together that work yeah. really well, you know, the the breadiness and the sweetness, the perceived sweetness go with that earthy meatiness of meat works really well. In this instance, you have that sweetness, which is matching the salt. That's kind of going in there and mellowing the saltiness a little bit, but also salt is going to excite your palate to taste more. So when you put the beer on top of it, you're getting a lot more that you're kind of understanding there. And then the fat. The fat. Yeah. What do you think the fat does? What does it do for you? No, it adds this sort of bass note. I don't know. I think of it in terms of like music, right? Mm -hmm. And the fat and that sort of umami flavor adds a low note mm-hmm. to some of the crispness. Gives you a different mouthfeel too. It kind of wraps wraps it all around. The sweetness of the fat brings out the earthiness of the beer for me. And then the pickle that's in these eggs, just that really like briny mm-hmm. flavor goes really well with this beer as well. Those are a different kind of pickles too, if I remember. They're not like a... They're the gringo uh Pickle chips. Oh. Or yeah. Grillo's, sorry. Not Gringo. Costco. They're oh, amazing. They're, dude, Costco takes all my money, so now it's just going to take some more because <laughs> I'm going to be buying those. Yeah, they're amazing. And here's the thing, like, 
you can cut up a half of a cucumber and throw it in there when you're out, let it set for a couple of days and it tastes, it tastes great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and so that, that is actually the acidity that's cutting through the sweetness yeah. and to it's kind good. of mellow that a little bit. That's good. I have a question. Yeah. Like just in terms, I know you have sommelier experience and tasting for, for me, I, I think there are like a couple different philosophies when I think about pairing something, uh, one, like, um, when I pair, I try to find, you know, flavors that, that kind of contradict or, or, or add something different to what mm-hmm. you're tasting. This one, um, sometimes like I try to find a flavor that, that mirrors, mm-hmm. uh, what, I, what I'm getting. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, those are two kind of the major philosophies when it comes to pairing is we have, we call them like, like pairings where you have something in the beverage that's going with something in the, in the food that you're eating. And then you have the contradictory ones where you're, where you're using that tension that's created from, the, it's kind of like a minor chord yeah. talking about music, but you're using that tension to create something new. The other big theory is what grows together goes together. Oh. Things that are made particular in an area when it comes to food, that region's drink is going to go really well with it. So that's why we're seeing a lot of Bavarian grains. With- exactly. Yeah, we're seeing that we're seeing this work because this is a German style of beer and it's going with sausages, Yeah, which is a very Germanic style dish. I was actually pretty I was like deviled eggs with German beer, but I, I'm loving this and I'm loving yeah. these particular deviled eggs. They are really, really well done. And for the record, there's nothing green on the table. <laughs> <laughs> totally OK with that. Uh, we no, to, right there. Rosemary. There's a oh, little there's rosemary. rosemary. Yeah. Okay. When we, uh, <laughs> when we went to Germany, uh, Brian and I did, and Austria and uh, Northern Italy and Switzerland, it was really funny because like five days or six days into our trip, we ended up at this one place like they had a salad bar. Yeah. And after eating meat and, and literally bread, meat, potato, and cheese for six days, I never scarfed down in so much <laughs> iceberg lettuce in my life. I was just like, please give me a vegetable. Yeah. I'm really jealous. Some friends of mine are going to Oktoberfest this year. Yeah. Kelly and Cam, I love you, but I'm jealous of your entire wedding trip. I am going to give a disclaimer now. I am not responsible for my uh, wordage as we go <laughs> further wordage? along. <laughs> I am choice. the king of malapropisms, so get ready. Let's go. Is it malapropisms or malapropisms? Mala. Yeah. Yeah. See, there was a mal- malapropism. Was a yeah. So not only have Will, Dennis, and I known each other for, well, God, 10 years now. Yeah, at least. Uh, it's yeah, exactly. It's been 10 years. Yeah. Been 10 years. Uh, almost 11, actually almost 11, almost 11, almost 11 years, but you guys know, have known each other for a long time too, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. At least 22. Uh, one of my, one of the first times that I met these guys, we were at a share concert. I don't know. Oh, I just, not I me. Know. Not you me. No, no, no. You, would you even go to a share concert? Yeah. I've been to a share concert. To a share concert. Right. I actually though was there more for the opener than for share. Oh, was it Cindy Lauper? No, her opener was Pat Benatar. Oh, that's incredible. Uh, we, we saw Cindy Lauper. Yeah. And it kind of made my life complete. Did you know the show after hours one where we saw her she stepped off the stage accidentally and ended up breaking something in her leg I cindy know. did yeah really? cindy a wow. lopper did wow i know like that's I, morbid did cindy did like i know her like <laughs> oh my <Cindy>. gosh <laughs> so when are some of the first times you guys have ever had oktoberfest like do you remember kind of the first time you've had it or like yeah that kind of thinking back kind of some of your stories with it well um we have a, a really nice beer place i don't know what we call it which one are you talking about uh, flying saucer they call it a beer emporium a beer emporium aka a beer restaurant so at this very nice beer emporium that we have they have annual oktoberfest events and so i learned all about morrison beers 
And like you were describing these mm-hmm. beers that start, they're born in March, essentially. Yep. And um, they're ready by harvest. Anyway, I sampled probably a dozen of those beers and fell in love with the whole tradition. So what plate are you on? Have you, have you done, have you finished a plate yet? That fine no, saucer? I, no, have you? <laughs> I'm sure no, you have. I, I haven't. No, I, don't, I haven't. actually Jordan's don't have a card. Third. Jordan's so, on our third plate. You're on your third plate. That's yes. incredible. How so fast did your first one go? Well, the first plate I did in six, six months and <laughs> one week, I missed my goal by a week because I went out of town. Yeah. So part of the tradition in town I was town there a lot. When you drink a lot, you get your own saucer. And it goes up on the ceiling. So Jordan has her own flying saucer. And none of us do. Sounds like she has her own wall. (laughs) (laughs) No, they don't give you extra. They just change out the color of your plate. Yeah, they do. They they change your That's why there's different colors. Yeah, for Uh levels. I'll let you know how many times somebody's been around. They call it around the ring. (laughs) I think I'm pretty close. But it's. I didn't do it as quick Um, as you did. The most impressive person I know that's done it is a guy that goes by the name of Beer Dad, who is Ah. the uh, father of my friend Jack or our friend Jack. Yeah. And he's Jack a beer, by the way. (laughs) And (laughs) Beer Dad, I think, has 25 plates. At least. Wow. I think he has 20. I think it's 25 plates. It's somewhere right around there. It's a lot. You know, you, what is it? It's 200 beers. 200 beers per plate. You can't repeat. Three beers in a 24-hour period is what you can get credit that's for. Yeah, yeah so that's a lot like, of beers, you know, guys. Subtlety and And the only way to repeat control. a beer is they if... They have amazing beers, so... The I'm only not. way to repeat a beer is if they have, like, a beer in a bottle or can. Oh, yeah. And on draft. Yeah. You um, then you ways. can like because I've done personally like I've done Guinness in a can before and then I've done Guinness on draft in the same plate. Yeah, I so my problem is I don't drink a wide enough variety. I like to go just drink the beers that I know and I like. Yeah, I don't like those. You're fruity, a South fan. That, that yeah. Fruity, tarty, sour beer. What is sour that? Like a Lambic. Well, and just the whole sour craze in I general i'm not a now. Sour either and then there's that there's one some that, good what ones you there's some really butter, good ones peanut butter lager oh i had a was see it was a it was horny goat and they did a chocolate <laughs> peanut they did a chocolate peanut butter beer of course <laughs> i'm sorry horny cracks me up that's, that's funny <laughs> oh God, you're 12 anyway my first Oktoberfest was samuel adams and it tasted horrible so oh you don't like sam really adams try another Oktoberfest until actually you and i went out one time oh well, that was when we were all there at the flying saucer I guess we, got the we got the dos boot the boot yeah, so we got the boot yep. yeah and what'd you th- that was much better than what i expected yeah i don't remember my first Oktoberfest. mine mine was sam adams and that yeah. It was probably like Sam Adams or one of the like big boy Oktoberfests when I was in college. And that's probably why I don't remember. (laughs) I mean, Sam Adams, uh, who was it? Sam's used to sell 28 packs of Sam Adams Oktoberfest for like 25 bucks. Yeah, I know. So I would definitely like, yep, I'm going to go. I'm just going (laughs) to take one of these, put it in my apartment. (laughs) Oh, so when you're living in that apartment. Yeah, down in uh, Rock Street. All these beers are lagers when we're talking about Marzins, right? Well, if they're traditional, yes. Yeah. It can be made either way. As a lager or an ale. Yeah, it can be made as a lager or an ale. It really just depends on the brewery. The traditional way is a lager. A lot of them, I think probably a lot of the newer, especially the American ones, they may not lager it because lagering Mm -hmm. takes so much longer. It takes up a lot of brewery space because you have to have the vats and the vats have to sit until the fermentation's done. 
which can be months. Can I put you on the spot and ask you the difference? Between a lager and a nail? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a lager... A lager is cold fermented and an ale is warm fermented. So it has to do with the yeast strain that's used. And ales are also top fermented versus lagers, which are bottom fermented. So that means that you, where, where you float the... Where the yeast sits when, yeah. it, when, it, uh, when it actually does its stuff. But the big thing is the temperature. That's kind of the, the main thing is lagers are actually temper are are done at a colder temperature. So it's a lot slower fermentation. The yeast still work. They just work at a slower pace and it gives you a different, it gives you kind of a different flavor going on to yeah. Cause you, you've told me you don't really care for lager. I don't, I don't. I'm actually an ale fan. Yeah. Entirely. It's I mean, and you know, a lot of premium lagers in the American market are crap. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> because, oh, you know, hey, the hey, standard American. Natty Light with pizza is just fine. I'm just I disagree. Natty Light. Natty Light. Natty Light. Okay. Ice cold with a good pizza. It's just fun. I nah. probably shouldn't say this around this crew, but I've never had a Natty Light. That's okay. I haven't either. See? They, they, he hasn't. Have you had one, Dennis? I'm sure I have somewhere. I'm I'm old enough and I'm poor enough what about, because what, I'm a teacher that I probably have. What about Milwaukee's best? Of course. Well, that was what old I, Milwaukee. That was my yeah. dad. Well, my dad drank. That was my dad's beer. So I remember like the old Milwaukee light, the old Milwaukee's best. Yeah. There are all these different, like, were they grades. in the little pony bottles? So, yeah, sometimes, well, we, you remember we had those aluminum. Old pony bottles, bottles. We had aluminum. Yeah. No, there, I had all of those. My dad was a big lager fan, and he would always get the, when the ponies came out, those little yeah. bitty glass yeah. versions. Did you save they, the they bottles? Like, it was so, so cold and so much better. And so, <laughs> at the age of like eight to whenever I was sneaking them out of the cooler. <laughs> no. <laughs> My my parents were chopping cotton up in Missouri, and and my dad would take like his uh, Milwaukee's best or whatever with him, and my brother and I would have one or two <laughs> while he wasn't looking. It was hot. What yeah, about it's it's just <laughs> hydration at that point. Well, um, uh, anybody else got anything they want to say about the Great Raft before we head over to the next one? It was refreshing. I liked it. Yeah, I'm sad I'm out of it. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I can't understand but why I we're do not have moving quicker. Three more beers in front of me, so well, I do want to say you just one. need to slow them down. <laughs> Well, that's true. I do Have want to you say one thing. With me? Like, I think it's interesting too that Great Raft tie into the sort of land. I think all of these beers too, and I think that's a really cool thing yeah. uh, because I think there's a sense in which uh, we leave imprints on the land, but it, it leaves imprints on us too. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool if they tie that back in, and I do think it's also interesting that they talk about the the warmth and sort of heat yeah. of, of Louisiana, and, and it kind of does come through a little bit. It is a warmer. One last question, Josh. They were one last one. Yes, one last question for this beer. we got to move on because my mouth is dry. (laughs) (laughs) They, when I was looking at their uh, website, they were talking about how their beers never see UV. Okay. What, what does that mean? I mean, no, no sunlight, but like, why is that a good thing for beer? Well, because sunlight can skunk a beer. You ever had a you ever had a bottle of beer that's left out just a little bit too long and you open it and you just kind of like uh, it's kind of skunky when they went cold hot and then back to cold like that, once a beer gets hot from cold it can do that but also light can do it even if it stays okay. cold that's why most premium beers are in, in dark brown bottles in brown bottles or cans I was about to say do you remember I'm you and I are old enough that you remember like bottles of beer coming in in like clear oh yes, that's yeah, really yeah. Miller Lite Bush Lite Miller all Genuine the, Draft oh, High Life still comes that. in that I'm old enough to remember oh, yeah. that fair enough yeah. my <laughs> first favorite beer of choice when I was uh, 14 Champagne was MBD. <laughs> 
14. It still comes in a clear glass bottle. So that's that's what they mean. So what they what that means for them as brewers is they're very conscious about their brewery space, not having any sunlight when they can. They don't have any sunlight. And then theirs are always in cans. Great Laugh does it in cans. So that's why that's the whole UV thing. You probably get into it. They probably have special lights in there that don't give off UV, but I don't. I don't know of any lights that would, but so that's kind of what it means. Um, all right. We're going to go ahead and go to the next beer. We're going to keep the conversation Jordan's rolling. Jordan's got her nose in it already. Well, yeah. it's also probably my favorite on the table. Oh, yeah. Dennis, why don't you tell us what your beer is? Because we're going to head to yours and then what your pairing is. I've brought the Iyengar Oktoberfest and I'm pairing it with pretzels because my thinking is that that crust that a pretzel has, that rich brown crust, the sort of egg wash crust is what you get a lot of uh, flavors from with this one. So I'm doing a like-like. See, yeah. I learned something. There you go. You're hitting that like like because you tried it beforehand, did, right? Yeah. Has anybody not had this beer before? Uh, this is my first time. Jordan, I, I love this the beer. Out of this. I love this beer. I'm sad they don't. Arkansas doesn't sell the. Um, they used to sell them in like liter, mm. liter glass bottles. Yeah, these are actually oh, eleven bottles points, too. Yeah, eleven point nine optional. ounces. Brown bag optional. Brown bag. They're not that big. They weren't that big. These these come in a four pack and they're eleven point two ounces. So not even quite a twelve ounce. It's a third of a liter. Third of a liter, exactly. Yep. That's precisely right. That's what they. That's a lot of German beers and will come in third liter bottles. The first thing I noticed when I when I taste it, by the way, is it's a lot sweeter than the uh, Oktoberfest from Louisiana. This one's very sweet. To me, this one has a lot more going on. There's much a lot, more complex. I agree. There's a lot more like maltiness just when you, I haven't even tasted it yet. Now I've had it mm. in the past, but I haven't like tasted it, but just even like sniffing it. Mm-hmm. It smells like caramelized bread. Very yeah. malty and bready. And mm. It's almost like bold. a, like a rye, like a Ooh. rye bread or like a, a smelt. Maybe milk. we should try a rye whiskey and compare. <laughs> I do like rye whiskey. No, <laughs> maybe after, maybe after we stop recording. And I also brought some beer cheese to, to kind of eat these pretzels with. What I like about this company is, it's small. It's right outside of Munich. So this is one of our German beers yep. and it's um, uh, right outside of Munich and about what I, it's 25 kilometers. I know we had to do the math. Did we about say about 16? It's about 15, 15 miles. Okay. About 16 miles outside of Munich, which is enough to disqualify them from Oktoberfest in Munich. Yep. And that's so, sad. You know, it's funny. They do their own. They do. They do. And I, they so have their own Oktoberfest. They have the Iyengar, the town of Iyengar yeah. has their own little Oktoberfest. I love it. <laughs> Let's At the same there. time. Oh, yeah. I, yeah it's let's, definitely let's support the underdog. Absolutely. It's definitely on my list. You, you hit Munich to see Munich and say yeah. you've been to Munich and then you go out to the other ones and, my, and do it. Did I ever tell you that my parents did Oktoberfest in Munich? Yeah. They have fun. It was so much fun. I bet. Yeah. Brian and I did Munich. We drank a lot of beer there. Mom mm. said the best meal she ever had Hang was. On, I have to consult the expert. <laughs> <laughs> Whisper Just say it. Yeah. I do want to say a couple other things about this one. The beer itself, like all of these, are, are lower alcohol content yeah this one's like 5.8 or something which which of course in ipa world i I love like those heavy alcoholic uh content beers yeah um that kind of pull at your mouth this one doesn't have that to me it's creamy it's smooth and it has the uh sweetness from the malts yeah i think it's very interesting and so what i recommend is actually kind of pinching off the brown crust part and just trying the crust of it before you get into the breadiness so does anybody besides jordan know how that's made how what's made how the how the pretzels get the brown color is it an egg washer nope it boiling they're boiled yeah in baking alka- soda water and alkaline water baking soda oh yeah water. baking soda or if you can get your hands on lye Wait, you 
boil it. No in one lye? should. No one should get their hands on lye. So traditionally, you put a little bit of lye mm. in the water. You boil them for like a minute, come out, and then you bake them, and that's what gives you the. You do the same thing with uh, bagels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, bagels. Do you guys remember when uh, threefold oats just opened for the first time? Yeah, it's one of our noodle shops in yeah. town. <laughs> do you remember how those noodles tasted? They're amazing. Those were lye noodles. No, they weren't. Well, they weren't. Li- so they were lye style <laughs> noodles. So it, it they do some of the same process. Yeah. Particular Chinese noodles. And they're like the ones that you see like people yeah, where they yeah. actually like stretch them out. That's a particular style. And they actually, I think they do like traditionally use, they're considered what are called lye noodles. That's cool. They're really good. But yeah, you do get that kind of really nutty, light yeastiness. Did you just <laughs> get the, f- left? Because oh, I said nutty. nutty. The brown nuttiness. Ooh. <laughs> uh, that pretzel with the yeastiness. It goes really well with this more complex style beer. I've remembered now. We actually went to a Munich beer garden. Oh. And had several different types of beers. Were they warm? It's called Hoffen Brauhaus. Oh, yeah. Brauhaus. A Brauhaus is a brewery, like a brew house. And it was set up like with big long tables, so it was very family style. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Hofbrauhaus. It's a Hofbrauhaus is a brewery. It's one of the breweries in, in Munich. Mm. I actually almost picked up the anger when I was at the liquor store yesterday. I was my beer, so I'm glad that I didn't just so that we didn't get duplicates on the table. Yeah, um, I would be okay having more. I mean, me too, because I love anger, but I was like, uh, I'm going to try something different. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I figured that somebody might pick up anger because it's a really popular, delicious beer. Mm. I'm trying not to just so down good. my entire glass. No judgment, but like we were at the liquor store and we were talking out loud, Brian and I were about, you know, what to get. And for some reason, this guy come out of nowhere like a ninja. That's what they do. And they say, <laughs> Dan, what you really want is the first four original Oktoberfest brought to America. And he had those in his hands. And he said, they're just classic. And I've thought for a minute, like, I have no idea what he's talking about. Hofbrauhaus. Paulner. Paulner was one of them, yes. Paulner was one of them. I'm trying to think of the other ones that I can think of. Anger wasn't one. I would have to look it up. Warsteiner. Ah, uh, Warsteiner. I do like uh, Warsteiner. I there's a. I can't remember the fourth one. When Brian can't find the heifer vest on, I like, he gets me Warsteiner. Are you thinking, Hog- is the Hogarden the one that you like? Ooh, every day, all day long. <laughs> I'm bathing it. Can I read for you guys the ingredients? There are only four, yeah, allegedly. <laughs> there are only four oh, ingredients no. in this beer. It's only four. There, there may or may not be more, but. Mm-mm. They follow the German, the traditional no, German. No, they do. They do, they do claim that they're, these are the only four. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have German barley malt and the Hollertauer hops. I've never tried those hops. So I don't know anything about them. The Hollertauer hops. This is a, this is a big uh, sell for me. Water from an ice age aquifer. Yeah, maybe. Which are disappearing. <laughs> well, of course they are. Global warming. Yay. If you don't believe in global warming, you stop listening to this podcast now. They would have already, they would have already stopped. <laughs> and then they have a lager yeast, of course, and we talked about the lager yeast. But um, I, th- I think the Ice Age aquifer is fascinating. I'm not sure I can taste the Ice Age water. <laughs> well, I'm it's sure that their, their town water is just from an aquifer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I mean, and everything's filtered into that. So aquifer. the mount- the mountains of those Swiss mountains up right. there were everywhere we went. You could see the them German from side place. Yeah. Well, except for the Black Forest. <laughs> you couldn't find the Black Forest? No, we found it. You oh, just good. couldn't see anything past it. <laughs> But they had the best wooden clocks. You remember the cuckoo clocks? Oh, the smell of wooden clocks. Mm. That whole building mm. had that gorgeous yeah. cedar. Yeah. What about anything more about the beer? Yeah. One more thing. Go for it. I think that's what, this, that's what this podcast know, is about. I'm, is I'm being geeking nerdy. out about this. I'm sorry. I want to read something from their website, not the German, but the English translation, because I thought this was kind of nice. We're all in I, for good no, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> read the German. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't. Um, it's not just the proverbi- proverbial liquid bread alone, but rather also 
also the social cement of our, our culture, in which values such as conviviality, community, honesty, reliability, and solidarity with the homeland play a major role. And Honestly, I don't know about you guys. I certainly get conviviality, community, honesty when I drink this. Yeah. I don't know about the solidarity of the homeland. That just doesn't come through enough. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I thought Oktoberfest was like single de mile. Like it was something made up by the American people. But no, it was actually a real yeah. thing. It is a real thing. Yeah. It's but a, it, it has certainly been touristized. Americanized. You Americanized. Can you can say it. What was the prince that came? Was it King Ferdinand the first or? Mm. Wasn't it one of the Bavarian princes? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? Say what you're saying. Who started? No, I, I couldn't remember. It was a Bavarian prince. It was on their wedding celebration. Yeah, it was. It, Oktoberfest was actually started by one of the princes of Bavarian's wedding. Yeah. And that was a big festival. I think they had made it through a hard year. And that was kind of why they did, why they had this big festival. It's kind of where it started. You know what my first uh, experience with uh, like an Oktoberfest situation was? Situation. No. <laughs> festival. Yeah, hanging out. You know what it was? No. Well, my first one was uh, National Lampoon's European Vacation. <laughs> that was a recent movie. Okay. That was your first? No, I was a kid when it was there. No, I not was, the, not, no, yeah. not, was it? Okay, I sent corrected. I'm so old. <laughs> I'm old. What can I say? No, it was, they were doing this uh, dance. Remember? And the, mm -hmm. the son was like trying to hook up with this maiden in the traditional garb. And he ends up on the stage and they beat him up in a certain way when he's trying to dance. Did you bring back any Lederhosen? <laughs> no, I do. You have uh, you no, know, I, no, I, I don't have Lederhosen. Remember my I wasn't boss, there. My first year at East Elm made yeah. me wear she did. real you, Lederhosen. You were Jack and Jill, if I remember yeah, correctly. Okay. Hansel and Gretel. Oh, Hansel and Gretel. Thanks. Way, to, way to white it, boy. And then, <laughs> way to white it? <laughs> Aren't Germans. Anyway, anyway, moving on. Moving on. Hansel's so hot right now. <laughs> it reminds me of that Bugs Bunny. Hansel? Hansel? But no, and let me tell you, those things are heavy and hot. I bet. The neither regions have never sweated that much. <laughs> Your neither regions? Yeah. Neither regions. I think we pronounce that nether regions. <laughs> Most of us who speak English. Neither. <laughs> it's the neat thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We're only two beers in. Oh sorry. <laughs> did you eat today? Yes, I did. Uh, Brian made a wonderful breakfast this morning. 85. Okay. The, the movie not was made in 85. 85. You haven't seen, like, I was not one born of the yet. Funniest, you Brian, were not. That was one of the funniest lines in there. I can't remember. Uh, that's your potato, not mine. Uh, no. That's no, not even. Oh, God. No. Well, that went Christmas down. vacation is my uh, favorite line. All right. Audrey's frozen. <laughs> I'm going to say pros. And we were talking about princes and. And, and royalty and stuff. So I feel like we have to at least one point tonight celebrate and honor Queen Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth King Charles III. Now we probably had a whole garden or Oktoberfest beer at some time in our life. Oh, for sure, for sure. She, sure she, she, had German she probably drank some German boys under the yeah. table. So shall we? Oh, <laughs> let, let's host to the Queen Elizabeth and to the King Charles III. <laughs> Long, li long, long live, live the king. And long, live the king. long live the yeah, king. Yeah, it's weird to say long live the king after so many years of long live the queen. Speaking of queens. No, I'm <laughs> We're back yes, to you. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been talking a lot about like beer gardens and those sorts of things. What are some of your like your favorite memorable beer experiences oh, Jesus, growing, up. growing up Bro, well, I mean, <laughs> in your lifetime you are still when, in the process he's daddy, still in the process of growing up he's yeah. clearly that, the no, when daddy switch. passed out 
growing up. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, as dude, we have as, many. As your beer career, as you have had your journey in beer, my what are some of your favorite beer. stories or some of like epiphany beers that you've had that were like, oh my gosh, this is different. This is where I like now I start to kind of understand what people are talking about. When you when you acquire the taste, as people say, sure. when you recognize that you have that acquired taste, yeah, Guinness, and Guinness, Guinness, Guinness and Ireland for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Tell Guinness us, and Ireland tell, is tell a story. Uh, okay, <laughs> Brian and I. <laughs> this is like so weird. Uh, Brian and I took a, a group of kids to England and Ireland, and we were uh, able, fortunate, very fortunate enough to to go to the Guinness um, factory. I don't think we went in without the kids. No, well. Probably. But anyway, we had some Guinness, uh, at, at, I mean, right there in Dublin and it was just exquisite. It's amazing. And I remember thinking, oh, I see, this is the stout because you know, I'm an IPA guy. Mm-hmm. When I ordered an IPA, by the way, in Ireland, everyone looked at me like I was from Mars. Well, yeah. Why would you order an English style beer? IPA, India Pale Ale. Yes. Do you know the story of why it's called an India Pale Ale? No, I don't. I actually don't. So I do one reason, so Pale Ales were very popular with the British Empire. Hops are a natural preservative mm-hmm. so that the pale ale couldn't make it all the way to India. They used extra hop. They use extra hops so that it would be preserved on the boat of the trip to get to India. So it's the India pale ale. That makes sense. And that's, so it's actually, and that's, you know, so why, couldn't you know I find, why couldn't I find those guys, those IPAs in, in England? In England? They're probably just not popular anymore. Oh, okay. We had snake or rattle snake bites or snake, snake bites. bites. Snake yeah. Bites. That was very common. A snake, but that's uh that's Guinness and cider in it. I think so. Something, I believe that's something right. Guinness that sounds- I think it was actually a red ale and cider. I don't remember. When they came back, look that's up. all I heard uh two things. You've not lived until you had an uh English or Irish breakfast. Yeah, the full the full English breakfast. Yeah. Full English breakfast. And then oh my god, you'll never ever get a chance to try the Guinness. Like here in America, well, it's not the same. It is it's not. It's a different recipe. Oh, it's a different, different recipe. Different countries have different formulations of Guinness. Well, I mean, it's, it's like Coke. Coke. It's like Coca-Cola. You know, Coca-Cola is has different formulations for different parts yeah, of the world. Because the ones that come from our southern neighbors, pure cane sugar, right? So it's yep. like amazing. Coca-Cola that is not Guinness. So a, <laughs> a snake bite is equal parts lager and cider. Okay. What's, Thank you, Google. Had those in England. Yeah. Never order, never order a black and tan in Ireland. Mm-mm. Order a half and half. Yep. Memorable beer stories. Boddington's in, in a London hotel room. That was a good time. Why, um, why was that kind of a aha moment? I was 17 and I didn't, I really did not drink very much before I was like 20. And it was one of the first beers that my mother ever bought me. My dad would let me drink. My mom would let me drink at home and stuff, but they wouldn't just like buy things specifically for me. So the fact that like my mother bought Boddington's and like willingly gave it to me and it just, I had never had that style beer before. So I just, I personally really enjoyed it. And then there was one in college called Pig's Ass Porter. (laughs) The Pig's Ass Porter. That's Big Sky in it. No. No. Harvest Moon. And it was, that's what really got me into like porters and stouts was that beer. Yeah, it's really good. Big Sass Porter. My first uh, memory of a beer was I was with my great grandparents. They had been um, working the rice levees and everything. And we had spent pretty much most of the day together. And I was like, like five. So I was just really there. 
father's side and mm-hmm. they were taking me over the one and we'd seen all sorts of things like you know snakes in the rice fields and all this other stuff and at the end of the day we were all i was dirty and they were dirty and uh as my grandma handed me my beer she had a heart attack and died and it was like really horrible experience <laughs> this is not a real story this is shit what are you talking about i don't know i was just trying to make a meaningful story i don't know but probably my first story being three and it was putting my bottle and seriously well, it's not and you, i mean that took a dark turn there really well there, there, there's some incredible poignancy in the story talking about like the rice levees like i can yeah. see the water moccasins <laughs> yeah. coming up well, and then you because you don't really drink a whole lot of crap beer like you've talked about having before what were Actually, some of those beers that kind of have turned you to understanding first more thing that turned me from into a beer drinker was actually with Dennis. He introduced me to IPA. Okay. Do you remember which one it was? I have no idea. It was probably a rogue back then. Probably then. Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot in Arkansas at that time. To be honest with you, I don't, I I have this sort of semi conspiracy theory. I haven't really looked up, but it seems to me like um, the sort of quality of hops have kind of gone down a a little bit over the last few years. Um, I have a theory about that too. Global warming and shit. Well, I mean, so, well, (laughs) so one of those quality things also probably has to do with where it's made yeah uh, because people who are closer to hops are going to get better hops and they're they're going to use fresh hops over like pellet yeah yeah pellet hops right um you guys need to around this time of the year you need to go to the pacific northwest and yes. do uh, absolutely let me buy that ticket now and do educator fr- <laughs> And experience fresh hop beers. Okay. I know Fremont does it. I'm pretty sure Rogue will do it too. And a lot of of them up there do. But what they do is the hops are from the vine into the beer within less than 12 hours. So, and they just, they taste completely different. They will actually spoil uh, a lot quicker because of the fresh hop nature of it. Mm -hmm. Do you remember making our own? (laughs) Yeah, we actually tried to make our own. You guys made beer? We did. It It was was a disaster. It was horrible. Uh, apparently you have to read the instructions and yeah, follow the guidelines and you have to follow the dates. Like it's it was, not it's very complicated. It's not like <laughs> it's not intuitive. You can't just do it, you know, out of gut. Can feeling. we move We're to the next beer? Well, hang on. I just want to finish my story because I keep getting interrupted. <laughs> uh it was probably rogue IPA, but okay. this is what I remember about it. The beers I've had up where I'm from, which are like, you know, Miller Lite, Bush Light, all that stuff. Yeah, American lagers. American lagers. And there's no disrespect to American lagers. I'm just saying it's not. The problem was it was very one note. Yep. So yeah, the first I time I that. got IPA, I was tasting all these different flavors. And at the time, I didn't know what those flavors were, but I liked it. Yeah, there's no way you can compare like an Einger lager to one of those that there's just not comparable. Yeah. They're now just, I'm drinking like triple, quadruple IPAs or whatever there. You know, one beer and you're passed out in your car wondering about the choices you made in your life. It's just when you pass out, you wonder about things. <laughs> you can have all my IPAs. I have a superior brand. Deal. <laughs> and I'll take all of your porters and stouts. Okay. Well, you get my sauce too, right? Yeah. You're I'll a take stout it. Fan. So, all right. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and switch to the next beer. So Jordan, this is your beer. Why don't you remind us what the beer is and what your pairings are? It's the left hand October fest, not the milk stout. Like I originally tried to say, and I have some cheddar brats that we cooked with beer and in the oven. And then I have some Dubliner stout cheddar. So the cheddar has actually like been infused with beer. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into it. I love this beer. I mean, I love every beer that's on the table, but out of the American style 
Oktoberfest. This is one of my favorites. And it's also one of my favorite American breweries is Left Hand. It's so nutty and like earthy compared to the Anger. Yeah. I definitely get a lot more nuttiness. It's a good thing Will's not. Yeah, it's a good thing Will stepped away from the table because we're talking about all these nuts. Oh, shoot. Here here it comes. Don't talk about nuts in your face. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but this one is definitely is a little bit more on the nutty, nutty side. Where's um, where's Left Hand from? Colorado. I think it's one of the ones on like Brewery Row and Longmont. And this one is one of the highest ABV. Because mine was 5.8. This, this one is was 6.6 like, six yeah. with 24 IBUs. So it's definitely going to be on that lower side. Lower side of the hoppiness, but still high, higher than the others in terms of alcohol content. Yeah, mine's 5.8. Yours is 5.8 too. So this is the, the most alcoholic. <laughs> this is actually my favorite of the colors of the beers. Yeah, this is dark. That's, that's true. So here's the crazy thing. If you've ever... Have any of you ever had the Palner? Mm. So the Palner and I think the Hofbrau, yeah, I know, is actually very pale yeah. in color. It looks more along the lines of just a standard like American lager, lager, yeah. or just like even a wheat beer. Just kind of has that lighter look. It's still considered a Marzen, though. Does anybody want some cheddar brought, or yes. are they kind of brought worst out? <laughs> Bring them on. This um, cheddar, by the way, is is a bomb. It's been soaking in stout, you said, or it's been. It was prepared with stout. Yeah, the cheddar. It's it's amazing. Yeah, and it was a uh, it was just it was the honeybock from Lost Forty. Oh, he was talking oh, sorry, about the, the cheddar. Cheese, sorry, the but the bratwurst were uh, cooked in oh, the honeybox from Lost Forty. <laughs> this one to me is not as sweet. You're not getting as much received sweetness on it. Yeah. This cheddar is divine, by the way. It's it's, the it's cheddar's amazing. amazingly sharp. And I didn't know cheddar could be this sharp. <laughs> I love cheese. If anybody has listened to any of the episodes that I've ever been on, I almost always bring some sort of cheese. <laughs> yeah. The best, my favorite thing about Dubliner is the little salt crystals that are yeah. kind of pocketed through. How does that happen? I think it's honestly just how it dries. Through the drying, they just get these little, they just have fully dissolved. Or, Parmesan that has those same like mm-hmm. right into it it's like grittiness mm-hmm. it's, it's really good. good and that those little pops of salt are so good because it livens up everything that you're tasting and then you throw that with the beer with that earthiness and the beer to me is is more nutty and more earthy yeah than any of the other ones we've had so far definitely nutty i, I agree with you on that jordan that was a good pairing oh my god <laughs> cheese is best cheese is holy jesus man i always bring cheese and i know how to cook i swear people <laughs> <laughs> i just never do it well there's a lull in the conversation Think, I, I do want to point out that it's really, really interesting uh, that you can have three bars in the same room. I didn't realize that was a thing. You know, there's three bars and there's a cabinet, too. <laughs> we have one that was decently Can we thank Mr. and Mrs. Mills for letting us, you know, just partake in their houses? For beautiful. sure. Yeah. So With all seven bars. I've been here like 22 times and only once when they were here. <laughs> <laughs> that may be true. No, it, <laughs> is. No, it, it, it is. That actually is true. <laughs> They live the life that we all dream of living someday that we'll never accomplish. Yeah. I mean, they, who spends two months in Cabo? They're going two weeks. I must oh, spoke. Sorry. Well, I mean, they did spend almost two months when they went to like Europe and stuff. But yeah, they're, they're often. Later when we get more happier. <laughs> uh, Loose I got tongue. to tell my favorite Mr. Mills story. See, one of my favorite stories is I called him Daddy Mills one time. I was like, hey, Daddy Mills. And he looked at me like it was really weird. And I was like, was that offensive? And he's like. <laughs> I was like, so he's been daddy mills to me forever. Oh. Well, when you when you drink this nutty beer, 
What do you got? Honestly, I get like, uh, it's not like the baked bread taste of the other two beers. Does that make sense? It does. Like it has more of a roasted, like when you roast pecans or yeah. uh, walnuts in the oven, that's the more of the smell I get from it. Roasted, malty, nutty. Mm-hmm. There is a little bit of bread, but it's not really the prominent deciding factor. And it's not caramelly either. This it's particular like, beer. No. I like that you use earthy. I don't know what that means, but. Yeah. <laughs> it tastes like when dirt. Lick, yeah, when you lick the dirt. <laughs> yeah, I've not done that before. You've never you've never tasted dirt as a kid? Yes, he has. I no, have. I never made mud pies or anything. Y'all are no, gross. No, not no, just, no, you not don't gross. have to taste earth through a mud pie. No. You ever been outside when it's really windy and dust gets in right. your mouth? Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Or like when you pick a when you pick a vegetable or a fruit, yeah. it's like got that a, little like bit of dust on it. When you yeah. get a potato out of the ground, yeah, yeah, yeah got yeah. that little bit of dustiness on it. That's that can be of it. But there's also just like that that smell of like freshly turned earth. Yeah, like when you don't clean your leaks properly. <laughs> yes, you get that sandiness. <laughs> the best leaks in town that are probably the cleanest I've ever seen come from Mr. Chen's. Pro tip: buy your leaks from Mr. Chen's nice. Asian Grocer. Fair enough. I'll remember that. You guys know the word petrichor, right? The smell of rain. It literally comes That's from. Called, that has a name? Yeah, of course. It's called petrichor. I don't know that. Yeah, called petrichor. It literally, when you break down the word, it means uh, earth and smell. Stone and smell. And so it's the smell of stone. Petra, like petrified. Yeah, petrified. Petrol. All those words, like, um, I don't know if you guys, I could get a little biblical. Uh, uh, I know, I know. Lord Petros, Jesus, I need the, more beer. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> This is good. I've got a little buzz going in me. Petros uh, uh, was the name of, of Peter the Apostle um, because Christ said, on this rock, I'll build my foundation, right? So the sort of sense of Petra as Peter, as as rock. Now that you said that about the dust, I get it. I said, yeah, okay. Yeah, you kind of understand what that is. I mean, it's also like freshly turned to earth. Sometimes the smell of a barn sometimes that smell i know that's yeah. a good like fresh turned dirt when you're yeah. killing the farmland petrichor mm. smell of rain you know that smell i do know that smell it's gorgeous yeah well and it's really it's it's crazy that that smell can vary depending on what type of earth the rain is hitting i feel like that's the theme for tonight honestly it's a theme that keeps popping up earthiness mm-hmm. yeah i mean well these beers are driven like you said they're kind of driven by the land they're you know they're all have that heavy malt influence. They're the hops that are used in these beers are really just there for aroma. They're yeah. not there for any type of bitterness and they're probably barely used in that general. Cause I mean, this Oktoberfest, just like the anger only has four ingredients as well. Yeah. So it's uh, Rocky mountain water, malted barley hops and lager yeast. They, they so, say which uh, hops they use. Probably not. Does not. It just says hops and they probably use a blend of hops yeah. and it's probably and and it's not a focus. So right, you're not right. going to be able to like if right. they say, oh, hey, there's citra hops in here. You're not going to be able to taste right, it right. anyway. And you wouldn't use anyway. You wouldn't use citra for this. But but this is really good. What about the pairings, guys? Very amazing. Oh, my God. The cheese, the saltiness and creaminess is like. I mean, when you're talking about a nutty beer and you get creaminess, like you are, it's, that's a win-win, nuts and cream. Um, <laughs> I felt that coming. Yeah. You felt it coming? I felt it coming. I had a mouthful of cheese that couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> you want a good time? Call 501-867-5309. I'm there. <laughs> um, anyway. You know that is actually nobody's phone number? No, they won't make it anybody's they phone don't, number. They, they took it away. That's wise. That's very wise. I would... 
love and hate that number. <laughs> if it was an actual number in mine, I'd be like, this Actually, is great. Also, is it would be like, had that number was, was her name Jenny? Huh? Was her name no, Jenny? I mean, Actually, her name was not Jenny. But for a good time call. For <laughs> <laughs> the time that we'll give that number to the, the poor worker at Joseph A. Banks. Oh, you gave, you gave the worker at Joseph A. Banks that number? Uh, number one, I'm impressed that you can shop at Joseph A. Banks. No, he brought me in there. There was nothing we were walking out with that day. It's like when we went to, was it Austria where they had the uh, the uh, crystal place? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we went to Schwartz. 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 Schwartzky. So we go into Swartzky. <laughs> Did he say it right? No. I'll say it. Lean in the microphone and say that right now. Anyway, we go into Swartz. And um, <laughs> Brian, Brian loves uh, sparkly shit. He likes he, loves, he likes and he likes expensive stuff, too. Yes, so we go in and there's all these things on display, uh, like necklaces and little ornaments and all this stuff. And it's busy. But then I, all of a sudden we, we saw these curtains, right? A door. It was a door. And, oh, they had that curtain of crystals. That's right. So, anyway, um, <laughs> let me back up. Hang on. Okay, here we go. So I was really feeling nervous that Brian was going to buy something out of this place. So I'm like wandering around. Keep, all of a sudden he disappears. And I go ask somebody, hey, have you seen a guy about this tall? Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, yeah, she went. He went back there to our private collection. Oh, and no. I almost passed out. <laughs> I can imagine. Because I knew he was going to come out like a crystal dragon or <laughs> something like that. And say, like, hey, we can't eat for the next five months. So, <laughs> uh, man, have we got some amazing crystal. <laughs> No, but he didn't. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> but he didn't. He knew. He knew he wasn't <laughs> supposed to. Oh man, that's funny. The scary part: if he could, he would have. That's good. So that's where. But he did end up buying me uh, a heart, a little bit of heart. Aw, is that where you guys got my cufflinks? Didn't you guys buy me cufflinks from Swarovski? That was from Walmart, New York. We got them out in New York. Uh, New York. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was that. I remember it was one of the trips where I was. We bought them online. That's all right. They said they were from New York. We we're running with that. <laughs> They're beautiful cufflinks. They are beautiful cufflinks. I need to get more French cuff he has shirts. This pin with um, little crystals in it from there. Oh, yeah. really cool. All right. So this Colorado beer, it's not made from glacier water. Yeah, we're here about no, the but beer. it's made from it's made from uh, the snow melt runoff, yeah, no, which is cool. This is I, I really do like this one. By the way, I like this one. Very nutty. Yeah, <laughs> we shall agree. The word nutty. I think the, 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 word, the, the, the word of the episode as the other one, but it was earth, earth and nutty. Yeah, earth, earthy and nutty. But you're right. It is. It's a little bit broader. Feels like it's got a little bit broader shoulders. Like That's why it's not really as narrow. I like that taste in the t back top of your mouth. It leaves the back top, the palate. <laughs> no, it's in the back past yeah. the palate right here above your tongue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a describe, real thing. Describe it for everybody. What, do you, well, what does it kind of taste like? It's kind of like um, acidic, but not... No, it's not acidic. That's the wrong word. It's kind of like when you smoke a cigar okay. and you you don't inhale properly. What? You mean you actually <laughs> inhale? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Apparently, you're not supposed to. Uh, nope. Sidebar, I, I was smoking cigars <laughs> with Mr. Mills over here for several years, and then one day he decides, hey, you're not supposed to inhale it. Yeah, and I'm like, no, it was your first freaking puff. Uh, and I was like, oh, well, that would have been good to know in the beforehand. You're like, 
<laughs> I'm We've, like, I'm like, what are you doing? You don't inhale it. He's like, man, I've been smoking other things too much. I just, I'm so used. To, I was like, you just fill your mouth. <laughs> you, just, yeah. you just fill your mouth with the smoke, and then you and exhale. What happened? He said, "What's going on?" And I said, "I inhaled." He's you're not supposed to do that. And I said, "It reminds me of my last frat party." And <laughs> He left that part out. I just, well, I just kind of forgot that part on purpose. That's called repression. That's an important <laughs> mechanism <laughs> of survival, especially with Will stories. Jordan, what are you tasting down there? Oh, I'm just really into this whole conversation. Just- no, that I agree with Will. Um, the cheese, especially, goes really well with this. The salt. The creaminess of the cheese that really coats your mouth mm. brings out. For me, a sweetness that I don't get when I just drink the beer. Yeah. I, I don't think regular Dubliner would be as good as this it, stout, the stout soaked one. The stout, the stout Dub, Dubliner is. Can I ask you a question, Jordan? I don't yes. mean to put you on the spot. No, you, go ahead. You, you said you agreed with Will. Do you agree with him about grandmas and, and snakes? No, because no I don't should. do snakes. No one does that. In all true fairness, I did pull red rice and I could pull from past experiences. But unfortunately, my great grandmother uh, passed when I was very young. Uh, the only story they tell me about her is that she was really upset because I wouldn't eat her chicken and dumplings, which were apparently world famous. And I wouldn't eat them. And now you make her recipe. You do. And no, it's I made amazing. My grandma. Oh, not your grandma's. OK, I'll take it back. Does, is, does she not? Is it not the same? I've never made my grandma's chicken and dumplings ever. Really? Mm. Her chicken noodle, chicken dressing, I've done, but I could have swore I've had. I've, I could swear you've made chicken and dumplings that I've eaten before. Mm. No, sorry. you don't like chicken and dumplings? I do not. You've made chicken Why dumplings. Not? I've had it too, and you told us it was your grandma's, someone's no. favorite. If anybody's ever made it, it's mine. Why don't you like chicken and dumplings? I'm a very uh, taste, not a taste person, but a consistency person. Texture, texture, texture. and so like things like they're doughy and chewy. I don't like. I do. So, do you like spatzel? I'm not really. Have I had spatzel? Yeah, from the pantry. Oh well, that's covered in cheese (laughs) (laughs) and caramelized onions. Yeah, so it's really hidden. (laughs) No, it's kind of like. So we had this discussion earlier today about the deviled eggs. Uh, Brian's mom is like over the fact that I don't eat egg salad. She's like, I'm done with him. I don't understand. He eats deviled eggs. The (laughs) consistency or the texture of egg salad is. Incredibly gross to me. Just uh, too slimy. I don't know how to explain it, but the deviled egg, I have no problem. Huh. Even though it's the same thing. Now, now I'm going to be thinking about this. It. Like it's like if it's wet but not hard. <laughs> <laughs> I can it's work with wet but not hard. If it's uh, slimy for how long? Slimy you work but with it? not. However long it takes to make it hard. Slimy but not chewy. I don't, so can we move on to the I next? I have week? a problem with grits <laughs> but not polenta. Does that make sense? They're the same goddamn thing. So they, are, they, are, they are. They're literally the same thing. Grits and polenta are did the he same. Say the Lord's name in vain. Thing. I grits sure did. Grits and polenta did. are the I same thing. Three beers in. Grits, grits and, and polenta, polenta are not the same. They, thing. Yes, they are, are the exact same thing. Because no. polenta tastes great and grits taste like snot. No, they're grits, the grits are not. Uh, no, and, grits are amazing. I don't like ham salad either. I'm a complex, a complicated, hold multi-layered on. person. Hold on. If you can't figure my, me out, that's on you. I understand me perfectly, and I love myself. So, so for, if you have a problem, go talk to your therapist. So for my suburban <laughs> upbringing. Suburban? Are we adding that to lexicon? He's not suburban. He lived in the suburb, Did, suburbs. No, no, no. I, I grew up in the suburbs. Yeah, uh, I'm just suburban. waiting for that. No, no, it would be suburban. Suburban is not a word. I don't blame you. For my suburban upbringing can you Sorry, please directly can you please explain ham salad i don't you've never had ham salad I, no 
what is it? My I've never even heard of it. Okay. It's a, it's a loose. And then mix it with eggs and all the stuff you put yeah. in like egg. It's like chicken tuna salad. salad. Like tuna salad. 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 Yeah. Like, oh, with ham? Honestly, yeah. It, it's really good. Was it canned ham? No. It could be. It, it could be. Really good and nice, you know. Oh. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Stop. That's not the sound we want on a beer. Oh, boy. Well, we shouldn't have brought up ham salad. <laughs> Okay, I, next I don't beer. have a problem with who brought the next beer, Mr. You did. This is yours, this Mr. Is, Mills. Would you, you call me Mr. Mills? <laughs> we have to. See you later, educator. <laughs> yeah, call. I can't call you Daddy Mills. That no, would be you weird. can't. No. That, he's already taken. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Josh. Are you ready? Uh, let me take my last sip of my beer. Of okay, well, you're drinking from the toe, so you have to flip it to the heel. No, you don't. Yes, you do. No, you want toe down. Well, yeah, but now you're at the bottom, so you need to flip it to the heel. So, Josh, what remind us what beer you have and what you brought for pairings. All right. So thank you, Jordan, for keeping us on track. My beer is the Hackerpish Shore Oktoberfest in Marzen. It is a German. It's a Munich beer. So it is Mm. part of the October festival. It has the wonderful little seal there. Uh, And then the pairings I have are, uh, you know, forget the strudel or forget the Danish because we have the strudel. I have a filet that has been, um, I have a filet that has been cooked with, uh, clarified butter that we confit garlic in. Can you explain those terms, please? I will in just a second. Um, and then with rosemary as well. So I hope the steak's not over. I hope the steak's not overdone. I didn't realize that everyone at this table was like a rare steak eater like I am. So I cooked it a little more than I normally would. People should have told me before I threw it in the skillet because it would. That's that's overdone. It's medium rare. Yeah. We're a slap it on the ass and bring it to the table kind of guy. Because that's how I am. So (laughs) we are that kind of guy. I'm not cutting. I've already mauled it. (laughs) Just what the fuck is happening <laughs> it's like knows. you guys have never eaten together before <laughs> no 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 what's Just really talk. happening you guys can't see this someone's oh literally gosh. holding the plate in the air in front of like all five of us and trying to cut it in the, the middle of the air i wasn't I trying to cut it i was telling you set to the cut plate it. down set the plate down he didn't have a place to put it where somebody could reach it besides him i know so then you should have grabbed the plate <laughs> I should have grabbed the plate. Well, we I just, just watched the entire thing. Just talk. Oh my God, that's just really. Good. I'll get so, some in a second. Moving on, clarified butter. Sure, that that'd be great. Butter. Oh my God. Okay, so I have been asked to clarify clarified what clarified butter. butter is and comfy. So. Clarifying butter is a process where you slowly heat butter to remove the milk solids. Uh, if you ever had, if you've ever had ghee. <laughs> I knew that was going to get you. Uh, that got you too. He, he's, on his, he's on his fourth beer. It's, we all knew where this was going to end up. How did that get you? It sounds like a character on Star Wars. I'm just. Have you ever had Geese, the Star Wars character? It's not Geese. It's Gee. Gee. G H E E. No, it's Indian clarified butter. Gee is clarified butter. Sorry. Thank you for the clarity. <laughs> Of the butter. Wait, he hasn't really. So, you, so what you do is you slowly heat, you slowly heat butter to remove the milk solids. The milk solids will rise to the top, and then you basically just skim them off and as they rise to the top. And it leaves you with this very clear butter. Butter, basically. I mean, literally, that's all it is. And it's it's shelf, just it's shelf stable. It doesn't really. It's got a higher smoke point, so it there. Are, 
benefits to it when you cook with it. In clarified butter, what people keep like out of the refrigerator on their no, that's just butter. Just butter. Yeah, We're so you the can only keep people in America, like Americans. <laughs> yeah, Americans. Keep their butter Americans. in the fridge. Put it in the fridge, um. which is dangerous, by the way, because butter naturally absorbs the smells. Right. Around it. That's why. That's why your butter always has a special place in the fridge, and it has a. I thought it was shelf stable once you took the milk solids out. Yeah, no, clar- clarified butter. It is shelf stable. Um. He's just talking about like actual butter itself. <laughs> so when people want clarified butter, unless you're just crazy like I am, just pay the money for ghee. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna seem like an absorbent amount for clarified butter for something you could do at home. But clarifying butter takes two hours. Can I talk about this first pairing? Yes. The rosemary and the the garlic with this beer, the bomb. This is this is not a like like pairing. This is a contrast pairing. Yes, very much contrasting. And the only thing I put on the steak besides using the butter and the rosemary was I just heavily salted and peppered the steaks before I threw them in a pan with butter. And rosemary. Well, sign language that doesn't come over. Him. Well, I was saying, one, Brian makes a really amazing fillet. It's very charred, but he like at the end he has rosemary and garlic and butter, and he keeps yeah. pouring the butter over the steak as it's cooking. That's basically what she did. We just the so the butter, the clarified butter that we used, we actually we clarified butter so that we could confit garlic. Confit is a slow cook poaching in fat. That's what confit means. So duck confit is duck legs that have been slowly poached and well cured and then slowly poached in duck fat. Yeah, it literally means with fat. Yeah, that's that's what it means. Confit is with fat in French. So we had a bunch of garlic and we confit this garlic in clarified butter. And then when I put it in the container to keep, there was too much butter for the container where I had the garlic. So I put the rest of the clarified butter in its own container. And that's what we used in the steak. And then we had some fresh rosemary that we put on it. But in the confit, we also had rosemary and thyme. That's the, that's the whole process with this. And, you know, that's kind of where I was thinking like steak and rosemary love each other. I think it is so good. Something about steak and rosemary. It's, it's like lamb and mint to me. Sorry to everyone at the table that the steak is not cooked rare. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not know how people ate their steak. So Jordan, it's cooked, it's it's cooked medium rare. I, I <laughs> wish we would have started with Josh's pairing first. It's good. So like we said, this the, the beer that we paired with this one is, how do you say it? The Hacker Pschor? That's, I kind of put it however I... We don't speak German, so just, you know... Go with it. <laughs> it's uh, the lowest alcohol content, uh, only 5.8 of our beers. But this is really good. <laughs> I guess the sweetness that we got in the other Bulvarian uh, beer. Uh-huh. Uh, so we do get a lot of that sort of sweet maltiness coming through. Yeah. I can see why you picked uh, an apple strudel or apple Danish for this. Like, Yeah. So the brown sugar notes are there. Right. And with this beer, you know, it's it has that. It almost is like it took little bits from all the other beers, and that's kind of what it is. It has that like rich, sweet maltiness from the Iinger. It has some of that crispness from the Great Raft, and has that earthiness from the Left Hand. And they're, they're kind of in there and balanced together. And that I, I agree with you guys. And I'm not saying this because it's my pairing. That 
steak in this beer is phenomenal. I think uh, so too. It's my favorite pairing of the night. It's so dang good. I got a little bit of the, the spicy mustard kind of pulled into it. Yeah. It's just exquisite. It's amazing. I'm over here just watching Brian cut this strudel that I am super excited for. <laughs> yeah. And that little crunchiness is Brian yeah. cutting through the pastry that he made. That's going to, I like, I think that's going to go really well with the apple. Flaky. It's that, it's that whole like fall, all those fall flavors to me are things that go well with these beers because they're fall, traditionally. So where did you fall get beers. this, this uh, filet from? So this filet. Because it doesn't taste like, I'm going to be honest, it's not supermarket filet. Well, it, it it's super, it's Montana supermarket fillet. <laughs> Fair enough. But I mean, it's it's it was choice. It was it was choice. It, it was USDA choice, right? It wasn't yeah. like egg, when black we were, or anything. My husband is laughing at me because I was trying to be like Armor Garden or somebody going. I don't really sure this is a supermarket fillet. So when we were up in Montana visiting, we stayed with my aunt for a few days, and she had bought an entire tenderloin that she was going to cook. And then her daughter had just come back from Canada and was got very, very sick. And so we left my aunt's house early because she thought she might have to go down to Boise to take care of her daughter. So she literally was like, well, I don't want this tenderloin to go to waste. Why don't you throw it in the freezer? I don't know. But she sent us all the way from Montana with a whole beef tenderloin. So that's where this flake came from. We broke it down, portioned it out. And yeah, vacuum sealed it and froze it for later use. I mean, it, and it's honestly just, there's nothing special about it. I mean, here's the thing. It came right. from like Super One this or something. Be, it wasn't even like a. Yeah, it wasn't a, like a high like end. Like like you growed it. Mm-mm, I did not grow it. Did you just really? I'm loving this so Congratulations, America. You have now reached beer four. And this is why. You know, the moment you said it, your eyebrows were not. He was like, you knew. I was like, what did I just say? Okay, so this was indeed growed here in the U.S. Grown. Oh, yeah, very good. It's grown, Mr. Matlock, English teacher. It's grown. So honestly, a tip, guys, if you like filet, Filet is not always my favorite cut of steak. I am more of a porterhouse kind of person. I love having both the filet and the strip there. Uh, I'm a T-bone girl. Can't ribeye. Ribeye. There's too much fat in a ribeye. There. Oh my god, that's what fat is flavor. Yeah, but I don't get all my exes told me. (laughs) (laughs) My my problem, my problem with that is though, there's so much that you don't, you don't actually eat. Like if the fat was there that you could eat, like in a lot of higher end steaks, then I'm, I'm more okay with it. But there's so much fat that doesn't get rendered and cooked well enough for me with a ribeye that I just cut off and put to the side. And I'm like, damn, this is $8.99 a pound. And there's a quarter of a pound right there in fat. Well, I'm not eating. filled with a T-bone. You're paying for the weight of the bone. The bone, yeah. I mean, that's same thing with a tomahawk or anything like that. But Actually, sometimes a tomahawk, you just. I skirt steak, but we started doing that at Cozy Mills, remember? Oh, skirt steak. Mm-hmm. Skirt steak, flat iron steak, flank steak, mm-hmm. all those. Hanger steak, if you can find it for cheap, is really, really good. As long as it's not cube steak, that was a really rough growing up. That Yeah, you got to beat the crap okay, out so of it. So I'm super excited about this dessert. It smells incredible and it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. It, Brian, this is amazing. Brian, did you make your own crust? Puffy stream, no. Okay. But still, it's absolutely fabulous that's actually something people tell you on like the food network or other cooking shows 
Don't make your own puffins. Just buy it. I've had to do it. It's not fun. It is time consuming. Pay the money to let Pepperidge Farm or whomever make your puff pastry for you. <laughs> Brian, this is amazing and it goes so good with the beer. I know we didn't pair this with Josh's, but it fits though. The tartness My of the God. beer. The tartness and sweetness. Brian. That's so damn good. <laughs> like Pantry does an apple strudel. Oh my God. I don't and like their apple strudel. It's not great. This is amazing. Did you put any nuts in the filling too? I uh, sure did. What type? <laughs> what type? That's walnuts. Walnuts, okay. And I have to ask, because I know you said you made your own caramel, or I say caramel, but caramel sauce. What'd you put in it? Because I might need this recipe. Um, it is half a cup of sugar. Okay. Two tablespoons of water. Okay. Rinse of oil. Okay. Let caramelize. Three tablespoons of butter. Take out the heat to about three tablespoons of butter. Fourth a cup of um, heavy whipping cream. Pinch of salt and a little vanilla. Now, would you use the clarified garlic butter with this? <laughs> Not in this. No. If you put the apple in there and then taste the beer with it, oh my God. But mm. some like rosemary, if you wanted to make your caramel sauce a little bit savory. Yeah. Some very like finely chopped fresh rosemary. Mince it the way Jordan minces garlic. You could even use it like kind of make a, use the, use your, like half of your salt amount that you're going to put in there. And make kind of like a rosemary salt paste. Mm-hmm. You know something I learned? Like, did you know people put cheddar cheese on apple pie and stuff like this? Yeah, that's so dumb. That's not dumb. That's delicious. Do you really think it's dumb? I've never done it, but I can see where it would work with like the sweetness of the apple pie and the salt of like a good sharp cheddar. It would have to be a good cheddar. Yeah, it has to be a super sharp super sharp salty cheese i saw this um infographic that had like uh several chemical components kind of broken down and cheddar and apple uh-huh. share a lot of so i agree with that cheddar and apple and it, by it themselves works. work they work together too the thing about it is most of the time when you eat apples and cheese together mm. you're not eating baking apples you're eating more of the sweeter style apples. right 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 and baking apples are so tart. And then in a pie, they get so sweet. Baking apples don't need to be tart. Can I chime well, they in? Are t- they are, although baking apples are tart because they're, they're hardier. Truly, Southern people only use Granny Smith up. Right, in their pies. In their pies. Granny Smith, have a, I think, have a lower, like they something about them, they stay together better. I love honey crisp. Yeah. But also that tartness carries through to the pie. My, my grandmother has a honey crisp apple tree in her yard. Yes, she does. Then again, what doesn't she have in her yard for her garden? Okay, this was good with the apple pie. Why? Because I've never paired or would have paired a beer with some sweet. So oh, that's weird. When you're when you're going after dessert pairings, is you need to have the sweetness level of your beverage needs to be higher than the sweetness level of your food. One of the reasons that this works so well is the pastry, the savoriness, the, the savoriness of the pastry, the savory and like the filling is sweet, but it's not overly sweet. It's very buttery. Yeah. And it has a lot of spices to it. It's got the nuts. The it's caramel. got the walnuts coming through. The caramel is the part where you have to be careful. If you have too much caramel or caramel on a bite, the beer is going to taste bitter. And one of the reasons you guys might like this is because it is bringing a bitterness, a bitter quality to, to this beer. But it works because the sweetness of the dessert dish is not over. Or if it is, it's very similar to the perceived sweetness of the actual beer. That's why it works. Well, it works. Good job, Brian. Yeah. 
the flavors. All the flavors that are in this are stuff that's going to go well with this beer. This beer would be great if you do it like a pork roasted with apples. Like mm. that kind of that kind of a dish will work really well with this kind of beer. That pork tenderloin oh. I do that I roll cut it yeah. and stuff it mm-hmm. and then re-roll it. Dan, <laughs> Dan and Dennis does. They introduced me to this. They uh, cooked like a thick pork chop. Yeah. And then it had cheddar cheese on it. And then they use applesauce with it. Mm-hmm. As a Apples side. and cheddar again. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, like Brussels sprouts with apple and bacon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. This is a this is a versatile beer. Yeah, it like is. Like in terms of this one compared with a lot of things. It's a it's a versatile lager. It is. At least three of these are lagers. Oh. I don't know about the Great Raft because I don't know if they actually ale it. But on the, the left hand, it says lager mm-hmm. on it. So we know that that one's lager. And these two are definitely loggers. You just found four lagers that you like. Well, that I can reasonably tolerate. No, no. No, I, no, I'm not. I know. All right, I will agree with you. Josh, do you still have some strudel left? I do. We should probably. Do you try still have some cheese? That was the strudel. You mean the? Take just a little bit of that cheese. Mm-hmm. Have a little bite of strudel. Mm-hmm. Drink your beer and thank me later. I drink your beer. Finish my fucking bite. Drink your beer. <laughs> <laughs> I like the strudel by itself and the beer better. I don't really care for the. There's something about a dessert, apple dish, and cheese to me that doesn't work well so i have to ask are we blinding you are we blinding the boys well blind me this time this is their first episode we don't need to throw them into the gauntlet. Blinded. i don't mind it i've been blinded before yeah i will i will do the blinding this time so can we at least taste of course jordan will jordan will pour up some for everybody but i'll be the one to go through it Darren, and figure okay, out what let's it is. do it all right we'll get it poured up all right so jordan has a Beer for me poured up, and uh, everybody's got a taste of it, so feel free to taste along as I am going through it. Uh, this beer is clear, so it looks like it has definitely been filtered. I can see my hand on the other side. It is more of a kind of yellow, almost yellow golden color. There's not a whole lot of effervescence in there. Uh, there's not really much head. Um, ah, that's a bad nut. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness I me. love you, Will. Um, there's not a whole lot of head on the beer right now, um, so it's probably coming from an older can. Yeah, there's not really, not really anything else in the. In the Speaking of Will, in the, in the, in the, uh, look at. Let's. Uh, I'm gonna give it a smell. So there's some like light lemoniness. There's definitely some like wheaty, wheaty smell. He just got it up his nose. <laughs> just put it up my nose. You're supposed to relax your tongue. I, sh- I should have used better glasses. I apologize. That's all right. Um, it is a little bit lemony. It has a little bit of uh, bready quality, but it's definitely more wheat driven. I'm not getting a whole lot of hops on the smell. Yeah, it's very light in smell, too. I've had this before. Yeah, you just took it as a fucking shot. <laughs> <laughs> there is more. Uh, it's definitely light on the, light on the palate, very wheat driven, very kind of, it's almost like some honey. You know, this is a Bud Light. No, it is not. This is too much flavor for a Bud Light. <laughs> um, and the color's no too. No offense. And Hazard Bush. Yeah. Yeah. But if you want to sponsor, I'll talk better about your beers, <laughs> but it's, uh, 20,000, 20, really, it's can you $20,000 a month. So, but it's definitely lighter. It's got some kind of honey tone to it. It's uh, very wheat driven, lemony, uh, not really overly yeasty. There's like no hop flavor that I'm really getting on it either. Very low IBU. 
Mm-hmm. Alcohol is not very high in this one. It's probably in the four to six range. Uh, so it is definitely on the lighter styles. Um, so obviously we're going to throw out Marzins. We're going to throw out Red Ales. We're going to throw out Stouts, Porters, Brown Ales, all of those. Uh, it's not an IPA. I would definitely not say this is a pale ale. Uh, there's not enough hot presence there to be a pale ale. So we're looking in the kind of wheat style. So we're looking at um, wit beers, Belgian whites. Mm. It's not mm. the <laughs> Hefeweizens, mm. Kolsch's. Not enough clove presence. Yeah, there's there's no banana, no clove, no oomph for a, a wheat and it's definitely not an unfiltered wheat because it's uh-uh. far too clear. Style wise, we're down pretty, we're down pretty low to like an American wit beer, a Belgian, a you don't a Belgian wine. Mm-mm. I don't think there's enough depth to it. it, it it's this honey tone that's throwing me off. Honey <laughs> bock. No, it's not honey bock. It's too, it's too light to be honey bock. Um, is it a damn honey bock? No, it's <laughs> no, not. It's not. I, know, I know that color. I know the color of that beer. It would split the difference between these two. Um, then what the hell is lighter than a lager? Water. This is. Look at your Oktoberfest. I know. That's a lager. Yeah. Quit putting lagers into the American lager box. Fair enough. <laughs> they are all not just American lagers. Um, Stouts and porters can be lagers. Uh, some of them can be. Anyway, so um, I'm trying to think of beers that I know that would fit this. Um, so Belgian whites, it doesn't feel like it's strong enough to really be a Belgian or anyway, it's not like a honey, honey bock. It's not, um, I don't think it's a wit beer, but it's definitely wheat driven. It's not like Heineken or anything like that. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the presence of the American beer taster and it's natural and in his natural environment. Because he's trying to make it like a natural a natural geo as we, radio program. <laughs> as we behind um, behind the bushes <laughs> and watch him in his natural environment. Oops, he tasted a beer and now he's trying to figure it out. I think this is a Kolsch. I think it's a Kolsch style beer. I think it's but I don't think it's a German Kolsch. I think it's 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 a honey it's a honey driven beer. So it's a honey. I'm going to say it's it's an American style Kolsch beer. So American style Kolsch beer. Can you guess um, alcohol content? He said between somewhere between but somewhere between four and six. Let's more. I am not getting more specific than that. I can't <laughs> perceive alcohol that that okay. depth. And also there's a, a percent and a half play that you can you can label. All right, um, in the enough. laws. So, uh, I think that's what it is. Uh, so you're gonna have to come back next week to find out, uh, what this beer is and surprise, surprise, these gentlemen are going to be back with us next week. I'm very excited about this and we're going to be doing favorite sippers. Uh, it is a liquor, sipper. it is a liquor week. So we're going to be doing our favorite sipping liquors. Um, even Jordan may even be back, you know, as Jordan likes to just pop in and have a good time with us. I so, like to crash the party. So come back next week. Uh, you're going to hear a wonderful episode with these gentlemen. Uh, remember we're out there on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. If you like what we're doing, hit that subscribe button, uh, give us a rating with some stars and an actual review. That's one of the things that helps us get noticed. But the biggest thing is please share us with your friends. And because this is that's the best advertising that we can get is for you to 
tell your friends that we have this. Sit down with them. Have a wonderful tasting experience. And and once again, I'm Josh Mills. Dennis Matlock. George. And I forgot my name. Will <laughs> <Will> Phelps. And, <laughs> and we'll see you next time.